Welcome to the Televerse, the podcast just for TV. Because it's great, we're lucky they make so many fine programs to see. Your hustle and Kate like to debate the merits of all that they've seen. Comedy, genre, reality, drama, and anything that's in between. Welcome to the Televerse, less of the show. Hello and welcome to the Televerse. This is Kate Kalsik, joined as ever by Noel Kirkpatrick. Noel. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Kate. Did you have a nice holiday? I did have a nice holiday because my family, like, at least contributed, if not did more work than I did for the for the, the Thanksgiving. Nice. Like my mom did all the shopping and my uh my my brother helped with a lot of the prep and my sister helped with a little of the prep <laughs> and my mom did all of the baking like she always does um so and she made the cranberries and so it, and it all came out very well the stuffing was mediocre which is unacceptable but that's really on on us for not getting the right sausage um but otherwise everything was delicious and i remembered to actually do all the things you're supposed to do for the turkey like I actually did set my, like set my alarm and go turn the turkey at at midnight. I stayed up till midnight to turn the turkey. Then got up at five to take it out of the brine and let it come to room temperature for several hours. And like, so I did all the finicky stuff, and it was delicious. Uh, and Aww. not like kind of shitty the way it's been the last couple of years. So that really helped when everything is delicious. And like Mm -hmm. 18 pound turkey cooked in under three hours. It cooks cooks in like two and a half hours. That's, that's really impressive. Yeah. Well, so then we were like getting ready an hour earlier than we thought, but because everything was so organized, it went, it went smoothly instead of being like a shit show. So yeah, no, it was, it was lovely. It was very nice. How was your Thanksgiving? Uh, It was good. My person and I had two of my friends over. So we hosted Um, my person handled most of the, cooking i did the stuffing um from a recipe out of bon appetit magazine and the pieces of bread were just too large mm-hmm. <laughs> um so yeah and the vegetables needed to be chopped in like a confetti style which didn't make sense um mm-hmm. so but then the other news is i sliced sliced my finger open Ooh. while we were um while i was finishing the onions for the stuffing that's not uh, ow. Um, Ow. Yeah, no, it wasn't great. It it took a while to stop bleeding. Um, I went to urgent care yesterday, and they were just like, "Yeah, no, it's it's okay. I mean, you don't need to get it stitched or anything. Um, here's some of those little like butterfly sort of bandages <laughs> type things to help it structurally stay closed." Um, but all the food turned out really good. My person was not as like on top of the turkey as you were, but we had a much smaller bird as well. Um, so, but it came out really delicious and we also did a sort of, uh, pared down version of Ruby's ginger cake from last season of Great British Bake Off that came out pretty tasty. Nice. Yeah, it came out pretty good. Um, so all around, it was a very successful, uh, Thanksgiving. We knocked out between the four of us, like two and a half bottles of wine, uh, within maybe three hours. Doing it right. Yeah, we were doing it correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's only four glasses in a bottle mm-hmm. of wine. So it yeah. doesn't take that much to get two no. and a half bottles of wine between four nope. people. It um, does not. But people who don't know wine, like, yeah. will think you're boozing hard. It's like, no, it just means like we each had like two glasses, maybe three yeah. in three hours, yeah. which is very appropriate uh, if you're going to have wine. Yeah, I, I made the mistake of pouring myself another 
glass of wine later in the evening as I was sitting and working because I'm I'm me. So, of course, I was working on Thanksgiving, um, organizing music for my students. Um, but then I like I, I, I looked over the clock and it was like midnight and I still had a, a half at least half a glass left. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, well, Down stupid Kate would have just downed mm-hmm. this. But <laughs> I have learned I need to be awake tomorrow morning very early. So I'm going to put this over away and I'll have it tomorrow or something. And somebody dumped it. I was like, that's that's a healthier choice. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. So yeah, yeah. I'm maturing. It's taking long enough, but I'm getting there. <laughs> I would have I would have just downed it all in one gulp and called it. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want that to happen. I wouldn't want it to be poured down the drain. That's not okay. That's just a waste. And you know it just like it goes bad if it's open. So it can't just yeah. you know indeed. Um that that means that we are fully on into cookie prep mode. So first I have I'm Yay. I have recital prep mode, which I'm gonna mm-hmm. hopefully get all done today. And then I can enter cookie prep mode which mm-hmm. means i because i have like a list of like 30 recipes that are new ones that i will choose Ooh. from to decide okay. which to add to our collection of ones that we made because last year we made 21 mm-hmm. so there's space for a few more um we're considering many things she says in the most offhand way possible. Um, a few more. It's fine. Just a few more on top of the 21 we do. Well, yeah, because, you know, like, we're bringing back this, like, lime and gin macaroon thing, mm-hmm. like, with the coconut. And then my my mom was like, we were, I was like, oh, do you guys want to do macaron? And and they're like, uh. I'm like, you know, like, mac- they didn't know what it was. And I was like, you know what these are. We all know what these are. But then if we do macaron, what flavor should we do? Is right. It- is right. the question I'm asking you? What flavor should we do? Oh, um, wasabi and pea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you really go. And then like maybe some of them are wasabi and pea. Some of them are wasabi and pistachio. So you have to yeah. like it's a guessing game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a so guessing we'll have to, game. We'll have, to, we'll have to figure all that detail, and then I can make the massive list of groceries and buy all of it, and then we can start. Um, my, my mom doesn't want to buy all the ingredients at once, but I just really don't want to go to the store. And she's like, but you can't, where are we going to store all the butter? And I was like, I, well, we have a garage, right? It's cold, it's cold. right now. It's cold. In, it's, it's cold in Chicago metro area. Yeah. It's fine. We can leave it outside, mom. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to figure it out. That was an issue this year because I couldn't leave the turkey. Normally put the turkey in the turkey bucket to brine, seal it with like, it's got like a really like heavy duty yeah. seal thing and just stick it outside. But it was too cold this year. We couldn't do that. So we had to, to and there's certainly no space in the refrigerator. That's absurd. Yeah. Um, we're a Midwestern family. Of course, there, there's way too many other sides sure. and things. And yeah, so it was the whole thing. The, the challenges of a very hashtag first world problems, Thanksgiving. Um, but, it, but yeah, it was it was a lovely holiday. And it's so far going smoothly into the the next phase of the holiday season. And it's it's always good to take that moment and that week or whatever day, whatever you personally do, to reflect on the things we are thankful for, like yourself, Noel, and like our listeners who reach out and who we have a relationship with, and of course all of our friends and family. Um, so thank you all, and thank you, Noel. Thank you, Kate. Oh wait, no, that's no. Now we're done. The end of the podcast. What have we no, done? We're done. It's we're over. done. Thanks well, for listening, everyone. This was episode 377. Look forward yeah. to 378 next week when we actually discuss television. <laughs> well, actually, I'll actually find a way to edit this into a three-hour podcast. Uh, don't, don't, don't worry. I'll find a way. Um, 
this we we are talking at the end of the show. We can't end the show without talking about Shira, uh, Princesses of Power. So that's coming at the end of the podcast. We have a it's going to be a short episode this week. I say every time I say that we go long, but we yeah, only have a so handful of shows that. because of the holiday. A lot of shows took the week off, so um, yeah. So we, we'll, we'll be a little shorter episode this week, but I think I think that's a okay. I'm I'm a little all right with that. Um, so I'm fine. Should, yeah. I mean, I'm already shopping to get you like a mini fridge for just butter for Christmas. A butter fridge, like, a like butter whatever fridge, we yeah. can do to to like support the process, right? Yeah, yeah. No, so I'm maybe I can just rent you a butter fridge. Hmm. <laughs> oh, rent to times. own a butter fridge, and, like, and that's the thing that speaks to like our level of crazy. I'm like, it's not the worst idea. No, it's not. Actually, it almost, I think a it almost starts sounding like fridge. it makes sense, which it doesn't. Yeah. But like that's that's how deep in we are at this point. Yeah. You know, this many years into our Christmas baking. Uh well we Christmas baking is fun, but it's very much off off the thread. So let let's listen to some craziest girlfriend and another very, very standard part of the holiday season, especially if you are in the Midwest and other places in the country as well, but certainly Part of a yearly tradition for us is at least six hours in the car for second Thanksgiving. Um, so let's listen to a song, Trapped in the Car, in a Car with Someone You Don't Want to Be Trapped in a Car With, from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and we'll be right back with our Week in TV. Well, you set out on a road trip and you thought it would be really fun. Sun, fun, fun in the sun But something feels off, something's not quite right And now you're hoping that the end's in sight Because you're trapped in a car with someone you don't want to be Trapped in a car with Trapped, trapped, trapped in a car Trapped in a car with someone you don't want to be Trapped in a car with Trapped, trapped, trapped in a car And now this person's eating corn chips Where did those come from? It's on a podcast because they've started to hum. Hum, hum, I will rip off your mouth. We pass a mini golf course and they go, ooh. Just when you think it's getting better, they take off their shoes because you're trapped in a car with someone you don't want to be trapped in a car Again, that was Trapped in a Car with Someone You Don't Want to Be Trapped in a Car With from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And I, I spent about, of the six-hour drive yesterday for second Thanksgiving, um, Noel, my sister and I spent at least five of those hours working and reworking a, uh, cover letter for, okay. for an application and like just going over sentences over and oh, I'm pretty sure that my brother was ready to, to kill us. He's very patient about it. Very like he kept it in. <laughs> <laughs> but but like no read that back was that okay i'm not i think there's a better way to read that but i think we can do okay now let's go back no we'll go back another sentence and repeat like just yeah i was feel i i, I was of course enjoying myself because i'm that kind of a nerd but i i was really hearing that theme in my in my head yesterday so i felt like it was the appropriate music for this holiday week uh this week in tv yeah. I'm going to kick it off with the Clinton affair on A&E briefly, and then we'll go right into that Crazy Ex-Girlfriend episode, I See You. Then we'll have Bob's Burgers, I Bob Your Pardon, another wonderful Bob's Thanksgiving. Then we have DuckTales, Storkules, and Duckburg. Uh, then we have uh, Doctor Who, Kerblam, and we'll round things out with Supergirl Call to Action. So first up is- I don't think I don't think you really hit the exclamation mark there, though. With, the, with, with Kerblam! With Kerblam. There you go. Thank you. It's the Kerblam yeah. man. Okay, so I'll, I'll have another 
another shot at that. I'll make sure I really nail that next time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So first up was the Clinton Affair on Annie, which was a six part documentary series about the Bill, various Bill Clinton uh, sex uh, harassment, sexual harassment, and um, and just sexual scandals of uh, during and before. And I'm guessing since, but I haven't gotten to the very end of it, his presidency. Um, and I was interested in this seeing ads during um, Leah Remini's Scientology in the Aftermath. Uh, they're special. They did in the Jehovah's Witnesses, but I kind of forgot about it until I heard people talking about it this week. So I checked it out as I was arranging holiday music, as I'm already doing. And I was actually really compelled by it. I, I thought it was very interesting to watch. Uh, very good in a binge, too. Like, as you're, okay. like, doing dishes from the holidays, it's very good for that kind of a thing. Or, like, I don't know, if, you have, if you're already wrapping presents, it's good for something you don't – it's not, like, the most compelling thing you've ever seen in your entire life. You can look away and just listen kind of a thing. But, um, but it is very interesting. It's just listening to – like, with our current perspective and lens, listening to these stories, she's been like, well, of course, obviously they're all telling the truth, the, these women. And they actually interview and, and feature uh, the various women who have brought forward uh, sexual harassment, assault – um, and in the case of Monica Lewinsky, consensual sexual relationship claims against the president, uh, President Clinton at, at that time. Um, and that's something that I had never seen before. So to see these women taken seriously, uh, given a chance to actually tell their stories and their perspective, like talking about going to being called up for a meeting at a hotel room and thinking that's kind of weird, but I guess that's that's normal. And then being harassed and assaulted. And like, that's, it's just, it's <laughs> in a post Weinstein, you know, expose world, it's just crazy to look back at the way it was covered at the time and, right. and really be grateful for how far we've come. Even if the, we've coming this far ahead, doesn't do it, hasn't done anything to, to oust our current sitting president who has so many of these allegations of, of this yeah. type against him. But the public, the, the, the the pop cultural reaction and the public reaction would be entirely different right now. Yes. And yeah. that was reassuring. So it was, it was, and, and, and of course, you know, being a, being a young, a young person when this was all happening, I didn't know a lot of these stories. I knew the vague outlines, but sure. like, yeah. And, and, and the, the women that they interview are very compelling and very, um, very interesting and very specific, and I appreciated that. And and of course, this whole thing is centering around the Monica Lewinsky scandal, uh, or the scandal, the B Bill Clinton scandal. Thank you very much involving Monica Lewinsky because that's who who actually was about. Um, and so featuring her so much and, and getting to see hear her talk about her experiences was was really interesting. And I also found it very interesting to watch. Uh, they didn't interview, I don't think, Linda Tripp currently but they have several other people that they do and they listening to ken Starr talk about how justified all of these things were and mm -hmm. how like not a witch hunt at all <laughs> you know to go back to that fun terminology yeah. that the, these various like how is this related in any way to whitewater because uh, because i'm not partisan at all it's it was yeah yeah, it's it's really interesting, and, and and to actually have people like that, as high profile as that, as Monica Lewinsky and Ken Starr interviewed in mm -hmm. this, um, yeah, I, I actually ended up really being compelled by it. I have about a half an hour left to watch. Um, it's not going to be you know my most significant viewing this year. It's not anywhere near the top of of um or top 
30, 40 shows I watched this year, but it, mm-hmm. it, it is a, an, you know, looking back at these sort of recent history things where you kind of, you think you're familiar with it and you kind of know about it, but you, you were too young or too distracted mm-hmm. at the time to really, you know, actually learn what was going on. Um, I think that's really valuable and very interesting. So, um, yeah, they did a good job and I look forward to well, that's seeing cool. the rest. Yeah. Uh, how, uh, you said how many episodes is it? Six. It's six hours. Six. Okay. Yeah. So the, uh, I'm seeing a lot of holiday ads, man, because I forgot to set my DVR. So I have to watch the on demand with all the ads. On demand versions. Yeah. Lots of local yeah. uh, holiday themed commercials for car dealerships and such. Come down and get your special Christmas mattress, Kate. Poogie poogie. <laughs> yeah. There, Is that an actual thing? Oh, yeah. No, that, that that's a car dealer in the Chicago oh. suburbs getting a poogie. Okay. Can be a beautiful thing. Yeah. There's a little oh, guys, guys boy. Poogie poogie. Oh, it's boy. a whole thing. Shout out to the people out there in Chicagoland. You know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> but let's move on. Speaking of cars, let's move on to Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And uh, we had this week, I See You. So we checked in last week because it had been a while. And it was a step, a step in the right direction and interesting things to talk about. And then I thought, I See, see You. I watched it right after we recorded. And I was like, oh, this is even better. I really like this episode. It was like, oh, this is the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend that we love. Yeah, it is. And before we get into this, the one thing that I do want to mention real quick, and it's related to Crazy X, is <clears throat> that her half-brother headlined the opening number for Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, the actor who played, uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was immediately skeeved out by all the backstabbing that kid probably did to get that gig. <laughs> <laughs> Undoubtedly, yeah. And Nathaniel. Undoubtedly. Nathaniel did it too. Yeah. And then I felt really bad for all those ensemble dancers who'd been working for years to try to land something along these gigs. And this kid's like eight uh-huh. and is headlining the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade opening number. Anyway, um, no, I really liked I See You as well. Um, it felt like a legitimate sort of return to form for the show. Um, and I think the decision to really kind of break characters into duos and really drill down basically in a lot of ways i think really helped give it focus in a way that i feel like has really been lacking in terms of like a all right no i see that we have plots but i don't know what we're doing here and each of these i think had a storyline embedded in them that sort of paid off certain elements to their particular characters and i really appreciated that so for whether it's heather coming to grips with the fact that she's actually a successful adult now she owns a condo kate (laughs) um she should have a nicer car um to um rebecca and um daryl sort of like figuring out what their actual relationship is to all that kind of stuff i thought was just really really good and so yeah, I just, like I said, it felt like a real return to form for the show. And it was just also legitimately funny in a lot of ways as well, which is something I felt like had really been missing. And so I was just really happy to have this have this particular episode. Yeah. How did you feel about it? I really liked it. And again, the structure of taking six of your main characters and mm-hmm. putting them, sticking them in cars on, on different road trips um and forcing interaction i thought worked really well the each and, and each of the the pairings was very well mm-hmm. chosen yeah um so so i appreciated that i liked that they fit in um little scene with valencia and that apparently next week rebecca's going out to new york so we're gonna still see valencia yeah. that's nice but yeah. having um 
you know, the, the, the stuff with Daryl and having Daryl stand up for himself and then leading to that, that little moment that they have. And the lesson being, wait, I was attracted to a nice guy. That hasn't happened in a long time. Uh, okay. That's great. You know, like I thought that was wonderful. And, uh, uh-huh. Paula, who, you know, usually we're on Team Paula, so and having her just be just so in the wrong, as annoying and <laughs> frustrating as Josh was being. Um, I thought I really liked that dynamic as well. The, the Heather and Nathaniel one felt like more of a stretch, but I think they've done the legwork to really yeah. sell that. Heather is a nice person and she uh-huh. would do this stuff that, 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 you know, have, that whole interaction did really land. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited, um, about what's coming next. And there were, there's just really the one song. There's the mustache song, which is its own thing, which was delightful, oh, but it's so good. Uh, but, but, but having just the one song I thought worked well and, uh, mm-hmm. kept this is like helped give structure to, Everything the song goes on too long, but that's another point of the song, and um, I'll I'm much less likely to listen again to the whole thing. Yeah, as so much as I will definitely listen to the beginning a bunch because it's so catchy. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it's not an all time great song, but it is super catchy and fun, and really speaks to that particular experience. So, um, right, yeah, it was yeah. it was a good episode. Yeah, yeah, I appreciated that they continued. Josh is just weirdly strong. Yeah. <laughs> He's just ripped. He's very, he's just like desk. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. good. It's good. Which was a good effect overall. I just really liked how that played off. It was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That <laughs> makes sense. He yeah. spends a lot of time at the gym. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was good. And um, the other thing I will say is, is I highly recommend seeking out, uh, I think it's on uh, Rachel uh, Bloom's Twitter feed. There's, there's outtakes of, when they're shooting trapped with cars, when you don't want to be trapped with car with, um, where they just had told the different actors to just be annoying. And then, Oh, fun. So, so like, okay, here's where he told uh, Vinny to just like talk about belts, karate belts, just over, just like keep going. Or, or they, they had, um, Oh my goodness. The guy who plays Daryl, his name I is escaping me name. right now. I'm, yeah. I'm, I apologize. But the, like, just, just go ahead. Just be annoying. So he's just like singing into himself and talking and, and eating the chips and like going on. And, and it, it's, you know, seeing how, how far they can shoot before the, the actor breaks. It's, yeah, th- those are well worth seeking out. They're very, okay. very delightful. Yeah. I'll look also, those up. Also delightful. Of course, Bob's Burgers. I Bob your pardon because Bob doesn't know how to do a bad Thanksgiving episode. I saw some somebody had a Twitter poll right of who has better it things. It was Todd Vanderwerf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, friends or Bob's Burgers, and it's like, oh, that's cute. It's not even close. Like, don't get me wrong, yeah. the Friends ones are terrific, but Bob's yeah. has done seven now, and they're yeah. all very, very good. And like, the question is not who is better, Bob's or Friends, at Thanksgiving, but if you could only choose one set of holiday episodes for Bob's, would it be Christmas, Halloween, or Thanksgiving? Because they're all amazing. They are, but I would still pick Thanksgiving because you get that fish odor, mm-hmm. one where Bob gets drunk in the kitchen, and then you get the My Neighbor Totoro reference at the end there. Yeah. And it's just so good and pure, Kate. It's just, so good and pure. Anytime Bob is talking to the turkey and t- talking back to himself as the turkey, like, I mm-hmm. still always love it. Yeah. 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 No, I did that while my person and I were eating turkey. Mm-hmm. Because she was making another, she was making another turkey breast um, last night, and so I was talking like the turkey to her, mm-hmm. 
in the Bob's turkey voice, and she just went, "I understand what you're doing, but I kind of I, I need you to stop a little." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, let me also just put this out there: Bob is right and just in his defense of cranberry sauce and the need for cranberry sauce and for mm-hmm. it to be with fresh cranberries because uh, it's delicious and it's so easy. You just boil them with a bunch of sugar and like some orange juice, like. Throw a cinnamon stick in there if you're going to be fancy. That's all it needs. And it's so good. So, yeah, every time he brought up, like, but but I want to go to the store and get my, but I need to get cranberries, guys. We need, I need for their sauce. Nobody likes the sauce. But, but no, but like, but we need the sauce. We are a fresh cranberry household. We are a fresh cranberry house. Uh, so I was, I was identifying hard. Um, So let's talk about this specific episode. What did you think of I Bob yeah. Your Pardon? I, I like that it sort of. Come, drew in like a bunch of like really like current events sort of stuff mm-hmm. um from a political cover-up to a deputy mayor that's clearly modeled on trump in terms of the suit and the very long tie um voiced really well by um paul f Tompkins. um and then just the fact that the press is like just looking for a scoop of something and then finding it but i also just i really liked the poor poor assistant to the deputy mayor who's just like we all can't be lisa mom (laughs) i know lisa has her life together (laughs) my life in politics isn't turning out like i thought it was um just no overall it was really good because i think like and we've we've discussed this for a couple years now whenever the show expands sort of its like sense of the town basically it always pays off dividends so i feel like this is the first time we've been to the nice part of whatever city they live in and not the part near the wharf. Um, Cause it's like, wow, no city hall is really nice. And that, that square looks really well maintained. Um, so all of that worked really, really well. I thought. Um, and then um, one of the other things, and I don't know if you've seen this movie or not and listeners, if you've seen it, please let me know if you agree where they're going into the woods and everything where it's like beautiful, like it's legitimately beautiful in terms of the art direction. It reminded me a lot of the art direction in Hitchcock's um, The Trouble with Harry mm-hmm. and just like that kind of bright technicolor wilderness sort of thing. And it's just went. This feels weirdly appropriate when we're going out to find out if that turkey is dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it, I don't know if it's like top Bob's Thanksgiving episodes, but oh, it's not. I mean, just, but that's it's just, not. But yeah, it, there's a there's a it's too high of a bar at this point. But then it's also just you get that beautiful flashback of Bob being so fresh <laughs> with the, in the cranberry bog. It's just it's really good. So I was very happy to get it. Yeah. Well, that's, and it's nothing negative on I Bob Your Pardon. It's just, they've set the bar so incredibly high that it, it, it's still a very, very good Thanksgiving episode. It's just not quite as, like, amazing as their very best one or ones are. But I mean, it's not, it's a very good episode. Uh, So, so no Mm -hmm. slight there. We're not throwing any shade on Bobs. Um, yeah, the, 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 the payoff for the cranberries was just delightful. Yeah, they're so yummy. They're so, I've got a whole big thing of it. I'll be I will be having cranberry spread on my toast for the next like three months, and it's delicious. <laughs> it's so good. <sighs> okay, let's move on to Ducktales, Storkies, and Duckburg. Uh, I could do better, but we're gonna move on. I'll have another exclamation point opportunity here in just a moment. <laughs> um, so this one I totally missed on the Ghostbusters riff because I clearly wasn't paying enough attention. Um, mm-hmm. so so educate me here. What 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 did I miss? 
All right, so that whole montage sequence in which they're like going to get the uh, harpies oh, out of yeah. Duckburg is the down to the magazine covers You're that right. they sort of flash across the screen is the montage from when the Ghostbusters are taking off in New York. And I see, here's the fun thing about this is that we watched this episode on like Saturday morning when it aired. And I just went, oh, that's such a good, that's such a good, that's such a good Ghostbusters ref. And then we watched Ghostbusters <laughs> um, a couple of days ago. And while they were doing that montage, I just went, what show did a Ghostbusters riff this week? Because I need to remember to mention it on the podcast. And it took us about five minutes to remember that it was the DuckTales. But it was very good. And it made me very happy. In an episode that is already sort of heavy on the... I mean, they have a containment closet, Kate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that someone opens and lets them all back out. <laughs> Um, so no, I just, I, I was really glad that, um, Storkules came back in a really fun, silly way, and the degree to which, like, that dynamic with Donald showed up, I thought was really, really funny, and then just Louis sort of, like, it was Louis, yeah, Louis, um, trying to, like, figure out what his, what his business venture is, and... Kate, I really appreciated that Scrooge's recommendation was, no, you need to find a problem, present a solution. And in my immediate brain, I went, just like buying a town and then leasing it to people is finding <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> is exactly, yeah. So I really, I thought this episode was really good. I appreciated like the return of Dewey Tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because that show's so weird, Kate. Every time it's it comes never- back, it makes me happy. I- yeah, it makes me very happy every time it comes back. So I really liked this episode. And um, yeah, I, I do kind of worry about the slave labor aspect of McDuck's Lemonade. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, it was a good episode. How did you feel about it? Yeah, it was fine. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Storkily's, Um I, I I enjoyed it. I didn't make the Ghostbusters connection, which as soon as you said, it was like, Duh, that's really obvious. It's not like yeah. an oblique, <laughs> obscure little blinking you miss it kind of thing. So I just wasn't paying enough attention. <laughs> um, but I, I liked the different threads of um, Storkulies and Donald and Louie and Scrooge. Um, and like you, like you said, I always appreciate uh, Dude Tonight when it comes back. So, so I was more focusing on those elements. But now that uh, Storkulies is established in Duckburg, you know, we can have him pop up from time to time, which I, th- I think will be nice. Um, but yeah, I, I, it was, it was just sort of like, yep, this is solid. I, I haven't connected with this new season of DuckTales very strongly. Um, it's been sort of like, yep, yep, this is good. But I think that's, I think that's super fair because they've been doing solid enough standalones, but there hasn't been anything really exciting in those standalones. And when they showed us how, powerful and entertaining and and like compelling of episodes they can do with some of the stuff mm-hmm. towards the end especially towards the end of last season um it just makes us feel so slight in comparison and i need sure. it to be funnier or more uh exciting or something if it's not gonna go the dramatic route that, that, that's totally fine but this is if it just feels very light and not silly enough mm-hmm. at least for me uh, to to really capture that like Legends of Tomorrow balance, yeah. you know, so uh-huh. so so it, it's just sort of been like a yep, this is fine. I enjoyed this, but I you know I wouldn't tell someone rush out and go see it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's fair. I think that there's just 
I'm waiting for them to sort of like circle back to getting to the moon, basically. Yeah. And like, or dealing with Magicka or the fallout of that in some way that just hasn't been really here apart from like the, um, whatchamacallit episode uh, with uh, Flintheart and how that was a lead out from the Magicka stuff. But that's been like the only major connection so far. So I think, yeah, I think the episodes have been fine. They've certainly been better than like the Sky Pirates episode, which I think was probably the low point for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're better than that, but they're also better than this. So hopefully like they're going to start picking up soon. Yeah. Yeah. I I would hope so. We'll, We'll see. Also having for me just a sort of solid, but not maybe what I would have hoped episode was uh, Doctor Who with Kerblam. So that, there we go. There that's we, good. I feel like that's like yeah exclamation point. I feel good about that exclamation point. Yeah. Uh, so this was their kind of their Amazon riff, mm-hmm. Amazon space riff, and I, I was like, it's fine. Yeah, and that's all I got. Uh, I like Twirly <laughs> a lot. Hmm. Uh, I liked. I guess I like the twist. I, but again, it's like. The Doctor's too chill about people dying, and there's no actual, like, condemnation of the system choosing to kill someone to try to get through to him. Like, that that's a big problem. That's something I kind of, like, wanted to discuss with you, since, like, you're much more of Whovian than I am, um, was the fact that there's a distinct lack of, like commentary in this episode that's just really bizarre it very much feels like a sort of episode in which it was just like we've got this really cool idea but we don't really want to push it to its very obvious state despite the fact that we're really pushing a whole big sort of argument about organics and i'm sorry the human element Mm -hmm. of that sort of thing and that they want to do this sort of big like literal sort of like massive attack to sort of justify bringing down Kerblam. Mm -hmm. But they don't deal with the ramifications, like you said, of the system in and of itself going like, no, we're, we're, we're trying, we're killing people. Yeah. (laughs) And, and it's just, it's very bizarre that there's nothing in the episode that where the doctor is just like, yeah, this is all bad. Everyone here is bad. And it's mostly just, no, you shouldn't blow up all those people with this noxious gas and bubble wrap, Mm -hmm. which is admittedly a creative delivery device for that. But still, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, and I saw people really excited about that. But for me, it was just like, oh, you were like, what cha- which thing can we make scary? Yeah. I know. We'll do bubble wrap. Not because it makes any sense, because it doesn't. Um, yeah. But just like, as because the, they wanted a twist, so they needed yeah. a thing, you know. It, it really didn't work for me, that that twist at the end or that reveal at the end. I, I mean, I, I have a feeling this is leading somewhere because of these losses it's been like a thread throughout the season of uh you know they're dealing with grief anyways because of ryan's uh, you know grandma and and uh graham's wife dying right right at the beginning of the season and then dealing with you know the emotional episode uh, team is the pun job and the first wife or sorry the first husband of of you know of the uh, grandma um yes his grandma uh, being killed and and then this one right graham again gets close to charlie and then he dies uh and 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 then they get you know they get close with uh the just sunshine and daisies like adore like so good like 
I yeah. immediately, like, such a good performance. I immediately mm-hmm. connect with, you know, what should be, a, like, an insipid or silly character, but because of the strength of the performance, you do connect with her. Um, and, like, just how down they were at the end and how defeated. Like, I'm feeling that's got to be leading somewhere, but... Um, yeah. But still, it's just, it, it's so not curious. And speaking to the history of Doctor Who, there are plenty of, you know, other episodes or stories throughout the series run that have taken on topics like this, but they tend to have a much more, like, power to the people, down with the establishment kind uh-huh. of themes and messages. And I'm thinking, of course, of the Happiness Patrol with the Seventh Doctor and the Candyman, who uh, is a being made entirely of candy that kills people. Uh, and this nope. is... The- no. Yeah, Happiness Patrol is uh, very much a, it's not a good story, but um, it, it, it's the Seventh Doctor and Ace, and it's basically an attack, uh, like a critique of Thatcher. And it's like okay. they land in this place where you are required to be happy, and if you aren't smiling, they, they'll kill you. Yes, it's okay. about censorship and, and, and uh, freedom of expression and all this other stuff. Um, so, so that's not, a, this is a better episode. It's better structured and, and written and directed and, and and everything, but like, but that one is saying much more interesting things than this one is. So it's, a, it's sort of a shame. That's how I felt about it, at least. Yeah. Um, I guess, like, the only other note I have on this is that the Fez doesn't really work on Jodie Whittaker. I'm oh! Just, I'm just gonna... I think she was pulling it off! Yeah, I no, I don't think it worked. I don't think it worked. Also, I have so many questions about how long it takes Kerblam to deliver something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I choose to believe that they, the system ordered that for, like, looked up a previous order and repeated oh, it. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Okay, yeah. That's headcanon, okay. though. Okay, I like that. I like that explanation a lot. Yeah, because I don't, I really don't see... I really don't see Capaldi ordering anything from Kablam. So no, 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 not, not technology. So much. Indeed, no. indeed. <laughs> okay. Any other thoughts on uh, Doctor Who? Besides, uh, we should mention Doctor Who has been confirmed that the next season is going to run in 2019 because they're not doing a Christmas episode for the first time. They're not doing a, oh, a wow. Christmas special. Well, yeah, that makes kind of makes sense, but still, that's a little surprising. But they started pretty late in the year. Yeah. So they will. I'm glad that we will have new episodes next year. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, that's that's. That's all I have for Doctor Who this week. Shall we move on to yeah. Supergirl? Called action? Yeah. Yeah, let's move on to Supergirl. So So they did Crystal Knocked. What does that mean? The I'm smashing s- of the windows in World War Two? This this is in the start of the Holocaust? Oh, okay. Sorry. My brain just was not going anywhere there. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what this episode is. This is the like let's all have a timed attack on aliens, the way that right, you know, the right, night right. of of shattered glass was the attack on the Jewish people throughout all of Germany. One of the darkest chapters in the lead up to World War Two. Okay. Well yeah, no, then it's definitely that. Yeah. Um I th- I think the episode's okay. Um, I think there's a number of like good little set pieces in it. Like I like Brainy's whole "I'm going to beat you with physics" and also my ability to move very very quickly. <laughs> you know I love a fight scene set to opera. Yeah, no, that was the other thing that I was I was thinking. Also, Kate's going to like this for two reasons, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and one of them is opera. Um, <laughs> I had actually played that piece in a lesson with a student. I used to pull it out for sight reading just like the day before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, fell it all very nice. <laughs> um, but I think that one of the things that um, is coming through is like the fact that I still don't think that they know what to do with James and this impulse yeah. for James to like 
represent this side of the story is just really bizarre or like i don't know quite what he's wanting to achieve with this basically yeah it seems like it's way too stupid for who they've shown him to be right and i don't think the show knows what james wants to do with this other than they want james involved in an aspect of what's happening Mm -hmm. but this the only way that they could figure it out was to well, I want to really represent and find out what these people want and who they are type yeah. of thing and that impulse. But it's just like, James, this literally makes no sense from you whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, well, just this, like, they, you know, they want to be heard and, and maybe I can I can reach out to them and change their minds and bring them back. And that's what they're doing with the guy he intercedes with who yeah. we're going to he's going to be the uh, the reformed. Son of Liberty, I'm sure, for the rest of the season yeah. that they can go to to validate James's position on this stuff. But it's just stupid and mm-hmm. not well done. And also not <laughs> a worthwhile expenditure of, of James' time. Um, yeah. there, and it also just feels very um, – it feels very structured and contrived to – push lena towards villandom which is clearly what yes. they're doing here as well uh yeah. and don't get me wrong ken mcgrath is selling the shit out of it but yeah. um i'm just so not excited about villainous lena at all ever i hope the show never does that uh that that i you know it just it's hard to enjoy it even though i think they're it doing is. like this stuff this in this episode i think they do it really well but still Yeah, and even, like, her concept of, like, trying to make humans better in terms of, like, to counter this sort of thing is a very Lex sort of approach to dealing with this problem. Like, Lex has done this sort of a plot in who knows how many. It's the entire reason Lex makes that purple and green exocells in a suit that looks ridiculous. Um, That's that's his entire shtick in a number of interpretations is, like, this sort of protect humanity against the thing that's sort of what drives him in like superman the animated series prior to when they really sort of shift his motivations in like justice league um so it's it's not it's not new ground it's not really interesting ground but like you said mcgrath's doing a really good job while trotting it and that's that's good but it's also isolating lena and mcgrath which i don't like um from the rest of the cast which is troubling so that's not great i don't care for that (laughs) yeah no i i don't i don't either um however i did like i do i love that they keep bringing back helen slater for episodes like this Uh, Mm because a lot of shows wouldn't bother they wouldn't pay the actor and they wouldn't like take the time but so i it really does fit so nicely with that feeling of thanksgiving with the like supergirl Kara, right would be with her mom for Thanksgiving. she would just go fly over and pick her up and you know like yeah there's no reason she wouldn't be there so yeah just because of who all of these people are so it's so it really um it was nice and, and and i like that i think they're doing a really good job with um the nia and brainy stuff too mm-hmm. um though that- i have so many questions about how nia hasn't figured it out that all of her people are like vigilantes and work for the government maybe and- she has <laughs> you know i think it's very possible that she has um and or that she and she's also you know a superhero <laughs> and yeah, she's just like there's that the aspect deal. of it too yeah 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 no i look forward to wherever like i think they're doing such a good job with that character and not they introducing are. her as a superhero but introducing her as a person and then either she'll get powers or something um yeah, or she already has them and we'll find out about her secret life but like 
they've done such a good job with that uh, performance and the writing for that character and, and pairing her with Brainy, I think was really smart. Yeah. Too. It was super smart. Um, yeah. So, so there's been a lot of fun stuff with that. I also really like how they've been managing the Brainy and Alex friendship. I think that has worked well. Um, yeah, it has. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot to appreciate here. The uh, stuff with uh, Manchester, I'm not as interested in. Yeah. It, it's a little grimdark, even for what they're doing for this for this season, it's a, it's a little much, but it also feels for me, it feels sort of a, of a piece of what they want to have commentary about in this mm-hmm. season. It's just, it's a little one note right now. And that's sort yeah. of the problem. Yeah, I, yeah, I would like to have seen more of a progression for him yeah. because we didn't meet him until his fiance had been yeah. kidnapped and tortured and died in his arms. Right. Right. It's, you don't get to see a progression. <laughs> Right, and the idea is that it's not a progression; instead, it's a relapse. Or yes, Cause they, yeah, since they had established that he was a bad dude prior to not Vicky, yeah. <laughs> Fiona's influence. Yes. Yeah, Fiona. Thank you, Fiona's influence um, showing up, and so that that that's what's going on there. But yeah, it's not enough. Mm-hmm. We let's. Before we forget again, because we meant to talk about this like a couple weeks ago. Uh, so they had, uh, they announced the casting of, of Lex. They're going to have John Cryer mm-hmm. play Lex. Yeah. John Cryer, who's five years younger than Brenda Strong, who who plays Lex's mother. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think the chances that like, that, that, that they're going to have him come from the future so that it makes any sense that he's this old? I think it's zero. I hope that's... It's zero. No, they're just going to play it off. And it's just like, no, that doesn't make any sense because he's also 30 years older than Katie McGrath is or mm-hmm. like about or he's 30 years older in real life than Lena's supposed to be narratively. Yeah. Even though in the flashbacks, they were only like three years apart, maybe looking. And so it's just it's rough. It's just really rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not excited about it Um, in terms of just like the age issue and the physical age representation issue on the show is really like troubling um and then i mean like i can see crier being able to play lex luther mm-hmm. but it's a hackman spacey luther and not a clancy brown luther or even a jesse eisenberg <laughs> luther. which i'm and okay with because we don't need more jesse eisenberg luther no we don't need more jesse eisenberg luther but my concern is like and also veer could potentially veer to like a weird sort of joker mashup luther which i don't need either mm-hmm. um so i don't know what this is going to be and i don't i don't need it is the other thing overall i just don't need it no the only thing the reason i could be happy with them bringing lex in is if it's what's gonna keep lena from going full villain yeah, sure, 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 sure. So, like, they'll, like, bump her back onto the path. Like, she yeah. t- toy with this stuff and then, like, come back. Like, fair enough. But, like, I think the show is done so well by just, you know, having him be in prison off screen. Uh, and, and very yeah. much informing Le- Lena's choices. I think that's worked really well. Um, yeah. So, don't know why they're doing it. And I have no trouble, trouble with John Cryer. I think he's a talented actor. I'm sure he'll do interesting things with the role. But he's too old. Yeah. Unless no, he's it's too old in the future. Unless this is an arrow style flash forward, <laughs> which please let it be, because that would make more sense. But it's not what's going to be. No. Let's <sighs> Okay. Any other Supergirl thoughts? No, no other Supergirl thoughts. No. Yeah, so what one's your week in TV? 
Um, well, let's see. I mean, kind of need just for like a musical drop. Again, Black Lightning is killing it with the cold opens. <sighs> and um, also, just like this whole like Sanjay Purdy thing is very interesting. I'm really liking yeah, it. Yeah, no. It's super interesting and I'm ready I'm really eager to see more of it. Um my person hasn't been watching hasn't really watched Black Lightning, but she was sitting down with me as I was starting uh the Purdy and she was just like what is this? This music is amazing in the cold open. Mm-hmm. I just went, they've been doing this all season. You don't even know. Yeah. Um, so that was like maggot brain from, um, Funkadelic, um, mm-hmm. which was really, really good. Um, so that was really good. Um, I enjoyed Legends of Tomorrow's whole sort of arc with, um, say, say this for me. So, and really hit those exclamation, all three of them. Tagamo attacks. Yeah. Oh, that's the best I got. Um, yeah, no, that's good. Um, and I liked how they handled that stuff, but I think that my week when goes to I see you from Crazy X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's who I give it to. What about you? Yeah, shout out to last week tonight, which had its finale. Um, it's been sort of a middling season for me, but I still enjoy it. Um, we, so we won't be able to talk about that one again until February next year. But um, but no, I I'll give it to to Crazy X Girlfriend as well. Um. You know, because because I you know, Legends was really good, Black Lightning was really good, but I, it just feels so wonderful to be back fully on board with Crazy X. So so keep up the the excellent work, people over there, because uh, you listen. Obviously, <laughs> we know you listen, so you care what we think. Um, but yeah, it was a, a strong episode, and and um, it it's it's I'm excited to see what comes next for the show. So. We'll yeah. Um now we'll take a break and we will we'll come next for the for this show is our discussion of She-Ra Princesses of Power season 1 over on Netflix. So we will take a break and we'll be right back after this. Lord Hordak has been watching you, Adora. He thinks you are a fine candidate for Force Captain. You've been promoted? Your mission is to destroy the princess's rebellion. This is what I've been working for my entire life. I wonder what's even outside the Fright Zone. We're going to see the world and conquer it. Catra, slow down! Ah! Adora. Adora. Catra? Our planet needs you. Cool. The sword has chosen you. The time has come for your destiny. All I did was pick up the sword and then, whoosh, I'm in a tiara. We can't trust her. Your army is called the Evil Horde. Who calls us that? Everybody. I know the legend of the warrior called She-Ra. They said she would return to us in the hour of our greatest need. There's something you should know. I know you have no reason to trust me, but I'm ready to fight to stop the Horde. The Rebellion accepts your allegiance. She-Ra, Princess of Power. That's the coolest name I've ever heard. Catra? What are you doing here? Come on, let's go home already. I'm not going home. The Horde is evil. They've been lying to us. You have to help me. What happened to you? I'm sorry, Catra. She's just like every other princess. All sparkle, no substance. Doing here? We want to rebuild the Princess Alliance. You each have a skill that only you can do. The Horde almost destroyed my home. 
I want to help fight them. Plus, your friend over there can turn into a, like, eight-foot-tall lady with a sword, and I want her on my side. Yeah! Yeah! Stop her! Proceed, Force Captain Catra. This isn't over! Okay, sword. Let's do this. For the honor of Grayskull! Shira and the Princesses of Power. That was a trailer for She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, which had its uh, first season drop on Netflix this, this past week. This is a like a reboot, right, of the original show. And uh, I'm not familiar with the character of She-Ra. In our household growing up, we didn't watch He-Man because my eldest brother was, was very young. Thought it was very stupid that nobody figured out who, that Prince Adam was was, was He Man because they have the same tiger or whatever, and he was like I don't know five or six at this point. And he was like, but that's stupid. So now we stopped. So we never watched those ones. We watched many other things instead. Um, so I have no background in Shira. Do you have a connection with Shira? I have zero. Um, Mattel's whole Master of the Universe uh, line is something that I never got into. Um, so I never watched T-Man, I never watched She-Ra, um, though your story about the whole, yeah, I don't understand why they don't know that they're the same person is something that also carries over to She-Ra really aggressively in the mm-hmm. original from what I understand, and that she just kind of disappears, or Dora just kind of disappears and then She-Ra runs back out and she's like, oh no, she's fine, <laughs> just don't worry about it. So it's at least good that this new series is just like, yeah, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna deal with, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah. not gonna worry about that. That's nah, silly. Pay no attention. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So, so what did you think of She-Ra and the Princesses of Power? I'm in a weird minority position here in which I think it's okay. Um, is it I understand- fine or is it not even fine? No, I think it's fine. I just, it, I think a lot of it boils down to the fact that this, it feels too much like a pilot season Mm -hmm. in that Netflix sort of way of like, all right, we're going to do a lot of, we're going to do a lot of exposition. We're basically going to do a season of getting the band together, exposition type stuff. And there are a number of really good elements in this. There are a number of really good episodes in this, I think. But at the same time, from just a narrative perspective, I think it's just sort of a little bit of a slog for me, especially at 13 episodes. And it also just kind of frustrated me because I read an interview with Noelle Stevenson, who's the um, who helped develop the show and runs the show, as well as voices uh, Spinnerella. Um in it um uh, being like yeah uh, we've got a whole lot of really great stuff coming up in the like the next couple of seasons and i just went that is not what i like to hear (laughs) (laughs) i'd like to hear good ideas first um so i think there's again i think there's a lot of really good elements in this but just from a first season i don't really think it kicks into gear for me really until like the last four um even though i do really enjoy princess prom i think is really really good um but overall i think it's fine um but and i think again there are just i keep i'm trying to like couch a number of my just general sort of it's fine and like there are a number of really good things about this show it just wasn't exactly as appealing to me as i was sort of hoping it was going to be based on the creatives involved what did you think about it 
Um, I really like this, and yeah, I yeah. it it grabbed me in the first episode. So yeah. I don't even really hear what you're saying. Um, yeah. So and then starting with our main character as part of the bad guys and not a, not aware of it, be like, can't can't you tell Lorraine Toussaint is like evil from her tentacly dress? Like, come on. <laughs> She's a horribly abusive mother figure. Um, this you you can't be. And your team is called the Horde. Please, World of Warcraft players, direct any at all hate mail for. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like the, it's like the Mitchell and Webb sketch where they're like, "Have you ever considered maybe we're the bad guys?" There's skulls on our hats, you know, and they're yeah. playing Nazis. Um, anyways, I, I really liked, uh, the, the energy of the show. And, you know, like, I am not, I've never been a girly girl, like mm-hmm. princesses and flowers and horses. And that's never, like, Lisa Frank. Like, this is Lisa Frank. And ah, it is. Yeah. I like that comparison a lot. Yeah. This has never been me, but it made me so happy that there is a superhero badass like show for girls who are that mm-hmm. kind of girly girl. Like yeah. when Shira sees a horse for the first time and loses her goddamn mind, it was great. Just like, oh, what is it? It's so pretty. Like it, yeah. it, this felt like I was really connecting this um moments of this with Steven Universe as well. Like there's a there's sure. a real thread there for me. And yeah. um and the the attention to the characters and their emotional state and what they're dealing with, I really appreciated and connected with the the Adora and and uh, Katra relationship. Um, I think that there's uh, a lot of care given to what is typically a, a one dimensional villain kind of role uh, in setting up Katra to be a, like a straight up villain, like making her, watching her make those choices for me really worked um, and. And like, and I could buy them. Yeah. The the various other characters, like they felt their age while also feeling legitimate in their power and in their, like their what they're going through. Um, and and like as they were t- taking command and all that kind of thing, which is can be a challenging line to to walk. Sometimes you read stories and or, or see you know characters like this in tv uh or something like ender's game or something and you're like oh now they're going to be a kid and now they're going to be a general and they don't feel like they're the same person um so i thought that they 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 did a good job with that here uh, i liked the character designs i liked the i thought there was a good balance of action and humor and heart and all of that i thought it was you know i also binged it most of it I didn't need to because I didn't run out of time and have to binge it so we could talk about it. I watched all of this in the first, like, over the last weekend. Um, yeah. And it was just so fun that I wanted to keep watching. It's candy colored and it's and it's silly and, and like, and there's a, there's, there's enough humor, I think, for the older people watching. Like, the horse, he's like, horse, also, he says horsey's not his name. His name is Swiftwind and horsey is a stupid name. <laughs> So, I, there's a lot, a lot of stuff like that that I really enjoyed. So I was way more positive on this than you were, and you know I think it probably didn't hurt that I had heard from you that you were yeah. you were like it's okay. And so then yeah. when I went into it, I'm like okay, let's see what this has to offer. And it was yeah. like it hit so many just like pleasure center like little things like oh that's so cute and and every voice actor that I that that's in this is someone that I really enjoy, which does not yes. 
hurt. Not all of them, but many of them. And AJ Machalka yeah. as as Catra is a perfect example. Of course, she voices Stevani mm-hmm. on Steven Universe. Yeah. Um, so that helps with the Stevani feel or the 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 Steven and, and She-Ra connections. But um, but let's go over some of these other voice actors because I think the one I enjoy in like single most enjoyable choice um is mm-hmm. is is Bo. <laughs> being junior from blackfish yes (laughs) yeah it's just amazing like it's the it's literally he just walks away with the show it's so good yeah yeah it's a delightful sharp and really well balanced uh vocal performance and it's really really good Mm -hmm. um like i immediately went Wait, I know that voice. These other voices I sort of kind of recognize from various sort of other projects. Yeah. But then I just went, wait, I really know that voice. And then I was just like, oh, oh, this is very good. And he is like, he's very good. Mm-hmm. And it's a really sort of like, it's a really easy for Bo to become in a common, common parlance now of like the Sokka of the group. Mm-hmm. But they really, really definitely avoid that in terms of how... He's generally actually kind of responsible, but everyone else like generally respects him and doesn't really treat him as a joke because he's clearly very competent. Yes, they make they make fun of the Sonic Arrow, but the Sonic Arrow turns out to be quite helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think it's just a really good performance from Marcus, Marcus Scribner. But I think there's just like you said, this is just a rich tapestry of really good voice actors and also just really good actors in general. I kind of so, don't like, want to you- say too many of who they are. Yeah, well, I mean, so, like, you already mentioned Lorraine Toussaint, who voices Shadow Weaver and does so with just a palm. Um, and then there's just a lot of really other good ones that are just, like, made me very happy, Kate. <laughs> well, okay, so I feel like let's not say who does Scorpia. Yeah, absolutely. And, I'm okay with that. And let's not say who does Mermista, because if okay. y'all... yeah watch the shows we do you will recognize their voices and just go yay that's awesome i did go yay that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> um I, but i'll say sandra o as Cassis bella mm-hmm. um which yeah i love how they just like don't even flinch at some yeah. of these names um yeah. she's the sorceress Cassis bella i mean yeah Come on. Uh, but, but I love... It's there in the name, Kate. <laughs> I, I, I toss nets. <laughs> I love the... the <laughs> I, I love the... um, Just the the contrast in that performance from her thinking of her and Killing Eve this year. It just being like this, <laughs> this kind of passive-aggressive, clingy, needy ant character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just delightful. Uh, any others that you would like to mention? Um, I think Christine Woods does a really, really great job as Entrapta for a multitude of reasons. Um, just there's a really good sort of oddness to that particular vocal performance that I think works with that character. And then as that character develops over the course of, especially the back half of the season, um, I think there's a really good modulation of Woods' performance across that. And Christine Woods has been in a lot of things. Um, so she's been around for quite a bit. Um, but I think that this is probably my first, like, prolonged exposure to her. And so I really, really enjoyed her performances in Trapped. Did anyone else stand out for you? I really liked, uh, like, the central voice work of Adora and particularly Glimmer. I thought that worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Michalka, we already mentioned as Katra. Sorry, that's Amy Carrero and Karen Fukuhara as Adora and Glimmer. Um, so mm-hmm. I thought they worked really well. And 
like, I mean, Lorraine Toussaint. Immediately, she starts talking like, oh, Lorraine Toussaint. I didn't really care. I'm just, I don't miss Orange is the New Black, but your season was great. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, I think those are the main ones for me. And some other fun people pop up, but like, yeah. I think those are the big ones for me. And um, yeah, well, I look forward to seeing who else they're going to cast because they have excellent taste. They do. And I think that it helps that they really sort of, this is one instance where I think that even if they hadn't necessarily written to the performers like strengths, they definitely feels like they did. Oh, it feels like they cast them very specifically. Yeah, it does, especially with like especially the, especially the two that the two that we're not mentioning on purpose yeah. feels very purposeful in their casting, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even down to the animation for one of them, especially yeah, is just like you you wrote and storyboarded and animated this character with this actor in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, listeners, reach out if you know what we're talking about. Uh, the only thing they could have they could have done to be even more like that is if they had cast uh, the 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 person they actually did they actually cast does a good job does a very good job. But um, for Frosta, if they had cast a little girl from Game of Thrones, <laughs> that would have been like that would have been great. Who who does the what's it Lady? I don't know something about the bear Lady Mormont. Leanna Mormont? No, no, Lady... Yeah, the little girl who's a badass on Game of Thrones. Would have been great for, if they, for that level of of meta, but the person they have, Mary Layden, does a good job uh, for her as well. Uh, yeah, but, like, just the sense of humor and, um, like, who they're choosing, I think, is a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to season two. The end of the season is very pat and um, not... It, 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 it kind of collapses like a flan in the cupboard for me. <laughs> It does, yeah, and in no small part because I was watching and went, wait, no, this is this is the end of book one from Avatar: The Last Airbender, <laughs> <laughs> but without the sadness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you could have the ending certainly because I thought for me they did a really good job building up to you know, the break in, you know, like the, the, the setback, right. The break in the, in the momentum. And then how are they going to recover? Right. They set that up, that tension up really well. And then they're like, Oh, we're, it's the end of the season. Uh, happy ending, or at least, you know, not crumbling of all, you know, into dust ending. And, uh, yeah, I didn't, I also think they have not done their legwork with our, our, our puppet master, bad, bad guy because uh, mm-hmm. I don't know or care about him at all and like at least with Catra versus Adora there's a sense of like oh no definitely I'm on the bad guy's side uh, but yeah. I can do a good job here <laughs> like I'm comfortable with that I'm chaotic neutral at best so that's cool with me uh, You, how how did you possibly think we were the good guys have you seen Lorraine Toussaint's dress um, so like uh you know, like, they, I think that part of it works, but I would like to, they're trying to really hit this thread of the the foot soldiers are not to blame. It's the captains that are to blame, basically, uh, on the bad guy side. And uh, I don't, you know, like, I, I think that there's some of that is really compelling, but you, like, at a certain point when you're raising villagers and, like, institutions that you're being told are these military areas but clearly you get there and they aren't 
you don't get to then pretend that everybody's a good guy. They just don't know that they're fighting evils for for, yeah. for the for the bad team, you know. Um, so so I'm hoping to get more nuanced with that um, yeah. in in the coming seasons. So we'll see. Has it been renewed for multiple seasons, or just that, that's just talk? It hasn't been renewed yet. Okay. So and I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't. I'd be really surprised if this didn't get renewed mm-hmm. um, for a multitude of reasons. From the fact that Netflix has a series sort of investment in DreamWorks Animation Television, which they air a number of their shows, just from a business standpoint, um, to the fact that it's gotten really solid reviews. Yeah, it seems um, like their reception's been very positive, yeah. And the reception's been super positive, apart from the people who are just like, she looks too much like a boy, to which I go, first of all, no. Second of all, so what? And third of all... Did you see the magical girl transformation? Because it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like after seeing the character, I'm like, no, this is okay. This show is not for you. Yeah, no, it's not. It yeah. doesn't have to be for you. This yeah. show is for who I already described, little girls. Yeah, who, you know, and anybody, anybody who wants to watch, but it's yeah. centered towards. Uh, little girls who like Lisa Frank and and has sparkly and like sparkly ponies and yeah. also you know like nuanced character development in their with their, along with their cupcakes and sparkly ponies. So there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, having it, like it's just so refreshing. Like what's the last time we saw a character in boy shorts? Come on. No, but it's so good, and I love I love like I mean I love that character choice and that design. I think most of the character designs look really really good. And I like that um, they keep developing over the course of the season too, as she discovers mm-hmm. more powers and like gets different yeah. armor and like I imagine yep. that'll be a thing that keeps. Eventually, she'll have like bracers and like something on her legs because I just keep thinking like, yeah. uh, why don't you just they stab you and you're from moral artery dead? <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> Yeah, no, you, you should totally send an email to Hordak and be like, they Hordak. Care. They want <laughs> yeah. to hear. That's helpful feedback for them. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, any final thoughts on, on She-Ra? So you're like, if, if I, you know, I was like, you're like it's fine. Yeah, yeah. We would like it to be better. Maybe it'll be interesting. Now, it, that kind of sounds similar to what I was saying about Sabrina. Yeah. Where? How would you compare these? Um, I think I'd rather watch more She-Ra than more Sabrina. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I boil down to is because I think that there's a lot more, there's a lot more, like, I think, terms of potential in Shira for mm-hmm. me to like get into it. Whereas I feel like Sabrina can very easily just sort of plateau really quickly. Okay. And so I think that there's only up that can happen for Shira. Um, whereas I think Sabrina is probably already plateaued, but I just don't see it like growing. So hmm. interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, on that note, I'm definitely watching season two if it happens. Are you going to watch season two? Maybe. We'll see how I'm feeling. <laughs> um, I think I would have, like, paced this out a lot more than if we hadn't been discussing it for the podcast. I would have done, like, a couple episodes here and a couple episodes there. As opposed to basically watching it almost all at once, like, mm-hmm. across, like, two days. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Okay. Yeah. More on that uh listeners if the show gets renewed uh but for now a few show notes you can find a post of this episode over at theteleverse.org where you can leave us a comment and let us know what you thought of the week's tv you can email us theteleverse at gmail.com you can like our page on facebook start up a conversation there you can find us in itunes with an m4a chapter feed and an mp3 unchaptered feed we'd appreciate ratings reviews there and also at stitcher where you can find us because uh, it lets us know you're listening and uh lets us uh know what you think of the show and how we're doing you can also of course uh find us on twitter i am at the televerse and noel you are 
at Noel RK. Thank you for a great week, Kate. Thank you for a great week, Noel. And thank you everyone for listening. Uh, go have some leftovers and we'll meet you back Woo! here next week for another week for another episode of the Televerse. Mm-hmm.